I love autobiographies. I recommend you read biographies and autobiographies of great people. And I was recently reading the, um, the autobiography of someone who I think in many ways, whether you agree with everything he did, man, he accomplished a lot. He accomplished literally every dream he ever had. It's the book uh, Total Recall by Arnold Schwarzenegger, his life story. Man, what an amazing person. Here's the recap of Arnold's life. If you're a guy listening to this, I think you'll really appreciate it. You know, a woman will too, but a guy will really understand. I mean, okay, so you're 21 years old. You're Mr. Universe. You then win seven times in a row. You're the strongest man in the world, basically. Best body, buffest guy in the world. That's pretty cool. That you have, you know, guys think you're awesome. Girls think, you know, want to feel your muscles. So this is this guy, Arnold. He always dreamed about being strong. Accomplishes his goal. By age 21, he's the strongest number one bodybuilder in the world. And he holds that position all throughout his 20s. Then... His lifelong goal was he wanted to leave his hometown of Europe and Austria and he wanted to come to California. Sure enough, in his 20s, he lives out his goal. He moves to Hollywood, California, Santa Monica, here at the beach. Then he has a goal. He wants to be a millionaire, self-made millionaire. So he starts learning real estate, buying real estate in Santa Monica. He starts, uh, starts a little mail order business teaching people how to be healthy and lift weights instructional, weights, all this stuff. Starts that business. By 30 years old, he's a self-made millionaire. This is way back in the 80s, too. A million dollars was a lot of money back then. Then he has this dream. You know, He had been in a few films in his 20s, but he's like, I'm going to become an actor that makes a million dollars a movie. Starts in the movie business. Boom, one movie after another. Boom, boom, boom. 35 years old, making a million dollars a movie. That's a lot of money back then. Very few people had ever done that. Then he's like, forget that. I want to become, you know, the, the highest paid actor of all time. Sure enough. In the next five years, Terminator, he makes like $29 million to be in one movie. He makes uh, Twins. He ended up making $50 million from that movie personally. Accomplishing his goals. He then wanted to get married and had a family. He married an amazing woman. Then, you know, he married into the Kennedy family, had uh, four children. Then he's like, I want to get into politics. And he becomes, he couldn't become the president because you have to be born in America. So he gets the highest office you could have besides the president, uh, you know, one of the highest offices. He becomes the, the governor of California for two terms, changing the world. And on top of that, he had a vision of changing the world, making people healthy. Where do you think? Lifting weights became popular from from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he was on the George W. Uh, George H. Bush's panel for fitness, bringing fitness to school children, gyms. He worked with uh, Joe Weider, who star uh, and the Gold Gym got, uh, Group, and he took you know bodybuilding from like a little weird thing to just like there's a gym on every corner. People were here lifting weights. He changed the world for better. And he made money. He had the respect of presidents and musicians and politicians and celebrities. And, you know, he made hundreds of millions of dollars doing what he loved. I mean, this is a successful man. Now, you may not have the same goals. I don't have the same goals. But I respect what he did. And I don't know of many people that were better at setting a goal and accomplishing it. If I was one-tenth of Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
uh, potential to accomplish my goals, man, I would be, I would be a lot happier than I am now. I would be amazed. I mean, I'm happy now, but I would be blown away to get one-tenth of his success. I remember one little story, you know, he said all my friends had private jets and he bought a 747, a hundred million dollar plane. And uh, he said, I love to, now, you know, not all of our goals is to have a, a jumbo jet 747. My point is, this is a man who got what he wanted. Now, made some mistakes along the way. He's a human. I don't hold him up as some god, but I'm like, man, this guy must have a formula. So I read his book. Sure enough, he doesn't say it, but I was able to piece together like a little puzzle. Okay, that, that, that. And there's two things that I took away from that. And I, and I want to talk, we'll talk another time about, uh, you know, the first thing, which I'm not going to talk too much on, was his reward system. When he was a young child, his dad used to make him do sit-ups to eat breakfast. So he got the mentality that I do some pain, like sit-ups, and then I get reward. And he learned to love the pain because he always saw a reward. So his dad did him a favor. Not all of our parents were smart enough to have, you know, put burn that into our subconscious at a young age. I, I hope uh, more parents will do things like that within reason. You know, you don't want to abuse your kids. But three sit-ups to earn breakfast? Who cares? Look what it did for Arnold. Made him one of the healthiest people ever. A man who influenced the health of millions and maybe a hundred or more million people's lives. Now, the real takeaway that I want to talk about now was he said he figured out in anything he wanted to do, it was just about reps and sets. Now, for those of you who don't know bodybuilding very well, reps and sets just mean like if you're going to do sit-ups, you do one set of 10 sit-ups and then you rest. And then you do another set of 10 sit-ups. And you do that, let's say, four times. You did four sets of 10 reps. So you did a total of 40 reps divided into four sets. And that would be his stomach workout. Well, he figured out, man, if this works in bodybuilding, maybe this works in business. Maybe this works in politics. Maybe this works in movies. And sure enough, he said, man, I had the magic formula. He said, when I wanted to learn real estate, I looked around and I was like, I'll just do more reps and sets than everyone. He said, when I wanted my muscles to be big... He's like, I do a thousand sit-ups. It's hard to compete with a man who does a thousand sit-ups. It's hard to have a stomach that looks better than someone who does 1,000 sit-ups. He just outworked everybody. He said, when I want to figure out real estate, real simple. All I did, I started looking at real estate, started reading books, started spending eight hours a day with realtors, going from property to property, examining property, learning the words, learning the contracting, learning the vocabulary, talking to bankers. And he said, sure enough, I did more reps and sets than most people, and all of a sudden I knew real estate. And then he said, I want to become an actor. And he's like, man, I had this accent. I couldn't say my lines. He said, I'd spend four hours a day saying one line over and over and over and over, reps and sets. Just do more reps of his lines. He said, I had to learn how to ride a horse on Conan the Barbarian. He said, I got up on that horse and I would get on and off, on and off, on and off, practice, 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 reps, 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 reps. Next thing you know, he's the highest paid actor in the history of Hollywood at that time. Then after that, he wants to become a politician. He said, I didn't know everything about politics, but I just outworked everybody. Once I got on my mind, I hired people. I read every book on politics. I started forming committees of smart advisors, talking to them for hours and hours, and 
I just worked at it. I worked reps and sets. So for you, make no mistake, success comes from skill. And where does skill come from? Reps and sets. To steal, to borrow a phrase from Arnold Schwarzenegger, reps and sets. There's an interesting book where a scientist, uh, it's called Bounce. And it's about the myth of talent. There's a myth of talent. Oh, that boy's so smart. You know, and if you try to argue with that myth of talent, they'll be like, what do you, people will be like, what are you talking about? What about Mozart? You know, he's playing the piano, amazing musician, harpsichord, he's at four or five years old. Well, the answer is, these guys' father, some of the great musicians were great musicians. I believe it was Mozart. His father was uh, one of the top violin players. And guess what? He started training him at one years old. So by the time he was five, he had five years of practice. Practice the piano. Anybody who's listening to this, eight hours a day for five years and see how good you are. Get a good, good teacher so you practice well, who shows you how to practice, and then do it for five years. You'll be really darn good at it. So the question this book Bounce talks about is, what is talent? Is there a myth that there's talent? Obviously, some people have skill, but isn't it ironic that in pro basketball player, you know, you could say, well, pro basketball player like Kobe Bryant, he's just tall. Well, no, there's a lot of tall guys in the NBA. Not all of them are as good as Kobe Bryant, but guess what? Guess who practices the most? 800 made shots a day after practice, Kobe Bryant. So is he the most talented or does he do the most reps and sets? There was a man in Eastern Europe and he got this into his mind that talent is not really something you're born with. It's, it's a myth and, and he wanted to prove it. So this is back in communist times and he wrote a letter to a woman, made a pen pal friend and said, I would like to get married and have children and I believe strongly that if we train our children properly, we can make them into highly talented, almost to the point people will think they're prodigies. So he was just an average IQ man, and he married, a, you know, maybe a little bit smarter, but no geniuses here. And they said, what do we want our kids to be good at, to prove to the world that you can teach genius? You can teach skill. It doesn't come naturally. And, and they said, well, if we do a sport and they're good at it, everyone will be like, oh, they're just physically skilled. So they said, we can't do a sport. How about chess? We'll do chess, right? Because chess is like... You're not born with a physical ability to, to play chess. And so they had three daughters, and three of them, all three, became the top female chess players in the world because their dad had a formula on starting early, focusing on reps and sets, good practice, repetition, over and over, built skill, and it wasn't about natural ability. So if you're listening to this, two, there's really two kind of people that will be listening to this. And both of them are bad uh, mentalities. What I mean is two types of stories that anyone listening to this has been told. One, when you were young, people would say to you, oh, you're so smart, you're so talented, you know, you were the best in your first grade class, and people started going, oh, you picked up your spelling faster than ever. Oh, you're so smart. That was a form of child abuse. I'm telling you, do not reward kids for non-merit-based things. I'm not saying that you shouldn't reward your kids, but instead of saying, oh, you're so smart, how about saying, such a good job that you 
got all these, that you worked on all these math problems and, and got the answers. Little word change, big difference in meaning. So if you're listening to this, you might have been that kid that was rewarded. Oh, you're smart. You are going to make it in life. You're good looking. You're da 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 da. That's a form of child abuse. Try to erase that from your mind. Start to go, no, 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 no. That's not. That's going to actually, that's why in high school, if you notice in most high schools, the kids that were like the best, most popular in high school turn out to be losers. Why? Because they thought they had it made. They're like, I'm, I'm great in high school. Why work hard? They end up, you know, absolute losers later on in life because they don't realize they need repetition. They need reps and sets and practice to build skills. Now, there's others of you who have been told the opposite. Oh, you're not as smart as your brother. Oh, you're not the smartest kid. Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? That's a form of child abuse too. Because what they made you feel like is it's a lottery and you weren't born with it. Well, it's great if you're not born with it. Warren Buffett says if you have over 130 IQ and you want to be rich, you might as well sell the extra IQ points. You don't need that much. You don't need that much. So if you have average or slightly above average intelligence, you can make it. You're going to have to work hard. Reps and sets. You know, Stephen Hawking, number one scientist of the last 500 years, was not that talented for a long time in school. No one, when he was 12 or 13, thought he'd be that amazing. Reps and sets. Working at it, working at it, working at it. Now, all of us are not going to be the next Michael Jordan, even if we work on it. That's common sense. I'm not suggesting you can work your... I could have worked my way if I had played basketball 12 hours a day and practiced that I would have been in the NBA. We all have our limits, all right? So obviously, you want to work in something you have natural ability, but when I say natural ability, it just means a potential, and then you better work hard in it. If you come to Hollywood and you want to be an actor or a model, I don't care how pretty you are and that you were the best actor or model, you ain't going to make it in this town if you're not really, 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 really skilled. If you want to make it in business, I don't care what you think about positive thinking, how you're going to make a million dollars and how you've already written yourself a check for a million dollars. All these little mind tricks, I have no problem with them, but that's 1% of the game. 80% of the game is reps and sets. Build skills. Massive amounts of skills. How do you build skills? Just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. More sit-ups. Make sure you're doing sit-ups the right way, though. That's what we'll talk about later, how to have mentors come into your life to make sure you're practicing right. Michael Jordan played basketball with a coach watching him, just to be sure he didn't mess things up. But he did a lot of reps and sets, a lot of reps and sets. The better you want to be, the more commitment you need to reps and sets over and over and over. If you're doing something you love, though, it'll be fun. So it's not like I'm trying to punish you. I'm just telling you hard facts of life. You want to make a million dollars? You're going to have to build skills. You're going to build those skills by practicing over and over and over again.